Hello, listeners of the Everything Medicare podcast, and good day to you. Today is April 20th, 2019, a Saturday. I hope you had a fantastic week if you're listening to this um, the day that it comes out. And wherever you are and however you may be listening, I hope that this podcast finds you doing well, feeling great, in a great state um, mentally, and I'm just grateful to be here with you today. Now, for those of you who may not know or didn't hear Monday's podcast, you might not know that, or you may know, that my wife, Stormy, has been... Um, well, she, well, she's she's pregnant. She's about to give birth, possibly any day now. And so it's been more difficult for me to bring you consistent content as long as I normally have. Like, for example, on Monday, we did a very short episode. We st- I still brought you an episode. I'm still going to make sure you have an episode brought to you twice a week, Mondays and Saturdays. But some of them might be a little bit more limited, but not today. Today, I'm going to make sure that we do a regular scheduled program a regular scheduled episode, and regular scheduled content. Um, I really, really appreciate you listening. Every single week, if, you, if, you, if this is your first time listening, my name is Christian Brindle. I'm a Medicare health plan specialist and expert in, U, in just outside of Salt Lake City, Utah. Um, I grew up around this industry. I have, a, I have a dad who has been working with people on Medicare since the late 80s, early 90s, so about thir- a little bit over... 30 years. And quite frankly, folks, I am in a very, very fortunate position because I was in the position where I grew up around this stuff. And I had a very good teacher early on and I was plugged in to connections that I probably would have taken me years in order to develop starting out at such a young age. Today, I want to talk about life insurance. Okay, so normally this podcast is going to always be about Medicare, but I think that this topic applies and is relevant to people on Medicare because I see people on Medicare consistently ask me, should I get life insurance? And that's a tricky question. It's no if it's a it's got a lot of jagged edges and it's not necessarily something that can that can be answered with just a simple yes or a no. So I wanted to get into the details and give you my thoughts on life insurance for people on Medicare. To put it into perspective, we need to first distinguish the different types of life insurance. Okay, so let's start off with the two most basic types of life insurance you're going to find. Now, I'm not going to jump into the stratosphere of annuities and financial investment services and that kind of stuff. I'm going to basically just limit it to life insurance here because we only have enough time to do a regular scheduled podcast. If you'd like me to talk about annuities and financial services and things along those that nature, in future episodes I will. However, that's not my area of expertise. Um, it's not. Quite frankly, I'm a Medicare health plan specialist and expert. However, I've worked plenty with life insurance, and so I feel comfortable addressing this topic. So I did an episode a couple of weeks ago, maybe it was last week, I don't quite remember, about long-term care a little bit and about you know what Medicare covers, what Medicare doesn't cover. If you haven't listened to that one, go back and listen to it. Um, I think this is a good topic because 
Life insurance products are heavily marketed to people on Medicare, heavily marketed, probably more so than any other age group. But we have to break down this most basic different types of life insurance, okay? Now, there's a lot of different types. You know, there's universal life insurance. There's indexed life insurance policies, different kinds of that. I'm really only going to spend enough time on this today to talk about the basic types of life insurance that you primarily are going to see. And that would be your whole life insurance versus term life insurance. Okay. So I mentioned a second ago that life insurance is very heavily, heavily, heavily marketed, folks, to people that are on Medicare. But not all types. I'd say the most heavily marketed types of life insurance on people on Medicare would be whole life insurance plans or, you know, burial policies, final expense policies, you know, policies that are going to look somewhat like this. They're going to be $5,000 payout, $10,000 payout, 15, 20, 25, 30, something like that. I would say probably in most cases you're going to be looking at 30 grand and under for the payout in these types of policies. And you'll see them all over TV. I'm not going to give any company names specifically, but you'll see them all over TV, you know, no health questions, guaranteed issue, yada, yada, yada. Um, or you'll see different ones that have health questions. And in segment two, I'm going to specifically talk about why some companies have health questions and why some don't with that type of thing. I'm going to give you my specific opinion, but I'll get to that in segment two. So that's the first type, and that's probably the type that is most heavily marketed on you if you're on Medicare, and you'll kind of see more advertisements about those than anything else. Final expense plans, basically. The purpose of these programs is to pay for a burial, to pay for a funeral, you know, to pay for a coffin, to pay for the ceremony, to pay the mortuary if you need to get cremated, if that was your wish. Um, Now, this is not a topic that I particularly like to talk about because no one wants to... No one wants to think about in a situation where they're not here anymore. And so I'm not going to talk about that as much. I'm just going to particularly talk about how these things pay out. Um, The second type that I'm going to be primarily discussing is your regular term life insurance. Okay, Term life insurance works a little differently. Essentially, they'll pay out, in most cases... A hundred grand and up. There are certain types that will pay maybe a little bit less, but the main difference is they're going to pay a hundred thousand dollars and up. Okay, a hundred grand, two hundred grand, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, maybe a million dollars, and they will last for a certain amount of time. Okay, so ten years might be a time period. Twenty years, thirty years. Um, very few insurance companies that do term life insurance will offer a 30-year period to someone that is on Medicare, first things first. But there's a, there's a lot of key differences between these two, and I think that's a good point to go over. And there's a lot of variables, and like I said at the beginning, there's a lot of jagged edges. In comparison, whole life insurance, redundant on its name, lasts for your whole life. It doesn't have a time period. So the way that term life works is once you get to the end of your term. So let's put this into perspective, okay? I myself have a term life insurance plan. 
So I'm going to use myself as an example in this, in how they work. So my term life insurance plan that obviously I put on myself is a 30-year, $100,000 policy. I pay, I'm not going to tell you how much I pay, but I pay a small amount of premium for that. So, I purchased it when I was 25 years old. I'm 26 today. And I will be 27 later this year. My life insurance policy with the insurance company that I purchased through is for $100,000 for a 30-year. Now, I'm probably going to upgrade it or replace it or up the benefits at some point in time with a baby on the way and to protect my family. My thought process is in my house... I'm going to get a little personal with you here. In my house, I am the primary income um, bringer. My wife has worked with me in the insurance business as a broker. My wife in, in the past has had various jobs and things like that, especially when we were coming up to help support us when I was just getting started in the insurance industry. But now we're at the point where we're comfortable enough to where she doesn't need to work and she can stay home and take care of the baby and take care of the house, okay? I'm only telling you this to give you an idea of what the purpose of life insurance is, okay? I don't really like getting real personal and um, pulling the curtain back on myself a little bit, but I'm doing it for the sake of example, okay? So, my situation is I want there to be some kind of protection. Now, like I said... Probably sometime soon, I'm going to up this coverage. I'm going to change this policy to a higher amount. But at the moment, it's 100 grand. It's some kind of cushion for my wife. Now, my wife is a licensed insurance broker. She has a license. So if anything ever happened to me, she could come in and, and, and take over and run my company, Christian Brindle Insurance Services. She's been with me for many years. She knows the industry incredibly well, and she would be very well equipped to do that, okay? So she could, can, she could run my company, theoretically speaking, but the 100 grand is just some kind of a cushion, although I'm going to up the benefits. So the purpose of it for me is protection for my wife, protection for my, my, my daughter that's going to be born any day now, and thank you for all your congratulations and your real positive, warm messages to me. But the purpose of it is to protect them, those two. You know, mom, we have a mortgage that we pay for. We have bills we have to pay for. Um, and this gives some kind of protection for her. And at the same time, she can step in and run my company. You know, and... um. So, so that's the type of protection, but, but basically a cushion, okay, for my wife and my daughter, point blank. So why did I pick a term plan over a whole life plan? Well, I'm going to get into that more in segment two. Stay with me. Welcome back, folks, to segment two of the Everything Medicare podcast. Okay, so let's pick up right where we left off in segment one. Okay, why did I pick a term life policy over whole life policy? Okay, so let's get back into the basics of how these policies work. So 
whole life is typically planned out to be a burial policy, right? It's not, gonna, it's not designed to cover much more than your final expenses. That's why it's commonly referred to in the insurance industry as final expense insurance. Term life is more of a big chunk. You know, it can be in the hundreds of thousands, maybe even up to a million or more, depending on what you want. Now, whole life is designed to last your whole life. Like I said, it will go all the way until you reach age 100 with most companies. And it will pay out no matter what, as long as you keep it active. If you cancel it, obviously it's not going to pay you squat. But it will always pay out. So as long as you keep it active. So if you reach age 100, the policy cuts off in most cases, and they will pay you out the, 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 the benefit. So if you make it to 100, they pay you directly. So let's say it's for $20,000, and you reach age 100. It will pay out. Let's say I'm on a whole life policy for 20000 and I make it to 85, which I'd be very grateful. Um, I'd love to make it age 100, but we'll see. But let's say I make it to 85 and I croak and I kept the policy all this time. Well, the 20 grand would be paid out to my beneficiary. It might be my wife, it might be my kid, whoever. But if I make it to age 100, they pay me the money. Pretty simple, right? Typically, final expense plans have very few health questions, whole life, I mean, have very few health questions. They're easier to get and... Um, and, and some, some of them have no health questions like you see on TV, but the whole purpose of it is the benefits never go down. So if I pick up a $20,000 policy, it stays at 20,000 and the premium I pay will never go up. So let's say I pay 10 bucks, 20 bucks a month for that $20,000 in coverage that that will be set for life. So if I picked it up, let's say when I was 26 today and it's 20 bucks a month, my 20 bucks a month would remain current from all the way until you reach, you know, either something happens to you or you reach age 100. So the policy is a fixed rate in most situations. Now, there's a lot of different types of life insurance out there. I'm just giving you how most of them work, okay? So I'm speaking a lot in generalities. There might be a policy out there that might work differently. So just keep that in mind. So term life, in, as an example lasts for the amount of term. So my term policy is a 30-year term, meaning it will last. I purchased it when I was 25. As long as I kept keep it up, hypothetically speaking, it will go all the way until I'm 55. And it will cover my family for $100,000. Now, what happens after the term is up with a term policy? Well, it's pretty simple. They... In most cases, there are some companies that don't do this and they have other things that they do and instead, but most of the time, 99 out of 100 times, what the insurance company will do is let, so in my case, I'm in year 31 of my policy. My term was 30, okay, 30 years. I'm in year 31 of my policy. They will typically raise the premium up in most cases 10 times what it was before. So let's say I'm paying 20 bucks a month for my 30-year policy. I'm not saying I am. I could be paying more. I could be paying less. I'm not going to disclose that to you. I'm just trying to stay a little personal with that. But let's say, hypothetically speaking, I'm paying 20 bucks a month. 
that 20 bucks a month I pay will probably go up to 200 bucks a month at that point in year 31 if I choose to keep it or I can cancel it. It's kind of their way of forcing you out of the policy. The way they look at it is they got premiums for you for 30 years or 20 years or 10 years or whatever your term was. And now in order for them to make up the difference, they're going to raise the premiums up to probably 10 times what you're paying before. So let's say you're paying 100 bucks a month in premium, you probably will end up, they'll raise the price up to 1000 Now they will never raise the premiums within your term. So if you've got a 10 year term, it will stay the same during your 10 years. If you've got a 20 year term, it will stay the same during those 20 years and vice versa. Um, and so on and so forth. So how does this impact you? Here's the thing. With term policies, they typically come with an uh, incredible amount of health questions and underwriting, while whole life policies typically don't. And that's why whole life policies are typically advertised to people on Medicare much more than a term policy. It's harder for people on Medicare to get a term policy. Now, life insurance premiums, folks, are based off of a couple different things. Number one, they're based off of your health. Typically, insurance companies will have a list of health questions that determine if they will accept you at all. And then they have a list of health questions that determine if you get a higher or a lower rate. So number one, your health. If you qualify at all, you could get a higher rate or a lower rate. They call it preferred would be the lowest rate. Standard would be the higher rate. So to put this simply, it's your health, but it's also your age. The younger you are when you pick up a life insurance plan will determine the premium. You know, um, a 60-year-old is going to pay significantly higher rate for a life insurance policy than a 20-year-old that picks it up for the same amount. It just is what it is because the every year you get older, you got to look at it from the insurance company's perspective. Insurance companies are always in, in interested. Their whole objective is to make a profit. And you got to think like they do. So every year you get older, you're one year closer to the inevitable. All of us are. I am everyone is. And so there's one less year available in your life. And so the insurance company says for every year that goes by, it's a more likely chance that something will happen to you going forward. So they're going to charge more to cover you when you first start out on the policy. Most of the time, from my experience, people on Medicare, a lot of them can't qualify for any types of term policies. And that's why they're not as heavily marketed. My opinion is, For someone on Medicare, I would have liked to see them pick up a term policy in their 40s or their 50s. That's just my opinion and something that I say to my clients because they're going to pay a lower rate. They would want to get a long-term 20, 30 years. That would cover them until they're in their 70s, 80s, something like that. And... They're going to pay a much lower price. They're not going to have as many health problems for most people. Some people are incredibly healthy when they're on Medicare. Don't get that confused. I'm not saying that. And some people can qualify, but you can be the healthiest 65-year-old on the planet, and you're still going to pay a much higher rate than someone that's 50. And that's just is what it is with life insurance. So I think that if you're healthy and you're on Medicare and you don't have any life insurance and you'd like to pick some up, my opinion is if you're healthy, 
it's in your best interest to get a term policy because you're going to have a much bigger amount of coverage. You're going to be in the hundreds of thousands of dollars. Now, term policies, not only do they ask you a tremendous amount of health questions and underwriting, but they, they typically take a tremendous amount of time to decide if they're going to take you at all. Like I said, I got one last year. It took them two months to decide if they wanted to take me. They'll typically send someone to your house, take your blood, urine sample. They'll test it. They'll, want, they'll find out for sure if you're a good risk for them. So if you can pass one, it says a lot about your health today. So I, I think that's the way I recommend a lot of people go if they can pass. But that's a big F because a lot of people can't. So then let's talk about whole life. Well, you, this might sound kind of shocking to you. But, okay, let's, put, let's, put, let's keep it simple. Let's say term life is $100,000 payout and up. And whole life is 30000 and under. For someone on Medicare picking up a policy, a brand new policy, a lot of times the premiums are going to be very close between the two. Very close. So I have a hard time justifying paying almost the same price, just a slightly less, for a $10,000 a year, excuse me, $10,000 payout policy as I would premium-wise paying for a hundred dollars to $200,000 policy. The, like I said, the, in term life is a better investment in my opinion because you have lower prices for what you're getting, much bigger payout, much better protection for your family. Because let's face it, life insurance is like any other type of insurance. It's there to protect a possible danger to those we love and ourselves. So even if you get to the point in the term where it runs out, you still have that protection all this time. But if you pay, let's say, let's say you pay $250 a year in premium for a whole life policy and you picked it up when you were 30 and you live till you're 80, you paid the pot, that premium for 50 years. So you paid... Let's see, 200 a year, 250 a year, 10 years would be 2,500. Um, 50 years, it's 2,500 times 5 would be 100, excuse me, $12,500 if my math is correct. And if it's not, don't leave me alone, don't hound me. Um, my, mouth, my head calculator is not great. I think that's around $12,500 in premium. So you paid out more premium to, to them than they would even pay out because in this scenario, it's a $10,000 policy. I mean, the answer is not the same for everybody, but I personally believe that a term policy is going to be in your better interest than a final expense or whole life policy if you can get the term policy. The ideal time to get one is probably in your 40s, 50s, something like that. And you're going to be looking at a 20 to 30 year term. But, but if let's say you're 65, 66, 67, you're on Medicare, you're listening to this, well, that doesn't help me now. If you're healthy and you want the protection and you, know, you want to protect your loved ones and your family, that's not a bad way to go. Now, I don't think life insurance is particularly important for someone that's incredibly well off financially that can just leave behind um, a nice, you know, 
a, a nice amount of assets and income to their spouse or their children. I don't think they need the life insurance at that point. I think it's more for people that, you know, they're doing all right, they can afford it, but if something happened to them, it would be tragic to their loved ones. It's protection, and not everybody needs the protection. Stay with me into segment three. Welcome back, folks. Thank you for sticking with us to, to our third and final segment of the Everything Medicare podcast. So I covered a lot of information. Let's, let's summarize. Term life, typically harder to get health question-wise, lasts for only a certain amount of time, but pays out a huge amount more than whole life. Whole life or final expense, 30 grand or under, typically. A little bit easier to get health question-wise, and it never expires, but has a tremendously smaller payout. Folks, not like I said in the last segment, not everybody needs life insurance. It's really designed if you are going to have a spouse or children or something like that that's going to struggle if something happened to you. It's really designed to replace someone's income if something unexpected happened. That's the real purpose of it. Or maybe someone... The only reason I would say that it's probably at least worth, con- worth considering to pick up a final expense whole life policy is if your family can't, you're afraid your family won't be able to afford to bury you if something happened to you. But they get purchased too often from people that simply don't need them or you know, they're, they pay so much for them because they have health problems. One thing I wanted to mention about whole life insurance as we wrap this podcast up. And this is a topic that's incredibly wide. I could do a 24-hour show on this. But this isn't a life insurance podcast. This is a Medicare podcast, but I think it applies because the life insurance industry is targeting Medicare folk more and more every year. Whole life plans, you, so you might have been listening to this and you've been asking yourself, well, Christian, I've seen all kinds of commercials for all these different insurance companies that will offer me a burial policy with no health questions, guaranteed issue. There's a catch. There is a catch. People don't offer you something for nothing, especially insurance companies. Typically, in the fine print, you'll find, and they're probably something they disclose to you once you dial the 1-800 number on your TV screen, and if they, sometimes they don't, or they don't explain it properly, something But typically, they have a two-year waiting period of paying out. If something happens to you in the first two years of the policy, on those ones you see on TV, I mean, that say there's no health questions, they have a two-year payout. So if anything happens to you in the first two years, they don't pay anything. What they'll do is they'll take the premium you paid for it and they'll reimburse that premium, but they won't pay out the amount. The reason why I recommend the ones with health questions is because they have no waiting period. They will pay out day one of the policy. So if you picked it up, let's say, on a Tuesday and something happened to you on a Wednesday or Thursday, they'd pay out. Simply put, you don't want to play games with this kind of stuff. Life is unpredictable. People are unpredictable. And things that happen that are out of our control. Someone could be drunk driving. Someone could be mentally ill and they got their hands in a gun. I'm not trying to get political about this, but we live in a crazy world 
You don't want to take chances. If you're going to pick up life insurance, make sure it will, doesn't, it will pay out right away. That's one thing I want to say. But life insurance is picked up far too often by people that t- typically don't need it. And I, I think if people better understood the way it works, like I've detailed roughly here for you today, then people that need it will be able to hear this information and say, yes, I need that. Or I think that's something that would be a good thing for me. Or vice versa, they could listen to it and say, oh, that's how it works? I don't think I need that. Life insurance rates are going to vary based on your area and your state. That has a lot to do with it too. Because at the end of the day, it has to be a price that financially makes sense for what you're getting in return. So everything I said today is not absolute, depending on where you live, but I think it's a good place to start. Folks, I really, really appreciate you listening to us week after week. If you're on Medicare and you're, or you're turning 65 about to get on Medicare and you'd like to work with me, I can work with you. My company, Christian Bruno Insurance Services, is licensed to work with you if you live in Utah, where we are, Idaho, or Florida. We, we are always expanding. We'll be picking up more states as time goes on, so stay patient. We may be coming to an area near you. If you're in, when, in any of the other 47 states, but you'd like to pick my brain, have some knowledge, I, I really encourage you to head over to Amazon and pick up a copy of my book that I published called Medicare Guidance, Picking the Plan for You. It's $5.50, and one of these days I might raise it, but who knows? I mean, for the price we charge, we're practically giving it away. If you can get through that book cover to cover, in my opinion, you'll know more about Medicare than 90% of the population. It's an easy read. It's 50 pages. With shipping and handling, you're probably going to pay 10 bucks. For 10 bucks, you can make a decision that could potentially save you thousands, maybe even tens of thousands in either premiums or getting something covered that you need covered and you didn't even know it. It's important to understand and know your options to make an informed decision. That's why we do this podcast. I don't charge you anything to listen. I want the information to be out there because it makes the world a better place and less mistakes happen if people are educated. Thank you so much for listening. Like I said, if you'd like to pick up a copy of my book, head over to Amazon. Medicare Guidance is the name of the book. Or you can search my name, Christian Brindle. It's a beautiful red book. Medicare card in the front. You can't miss it. I appreciate you listening so much. You folks are amazing. You always know this, and you know I always have my, your best interest in mind. If there's a topic you'd like us to discuss, shoot me an email at christianb at xmission.com, C-H-R-I-S-T-I-A-N, B as in boy, at xmission, M-I-S-S-I-O-N.com, christianb at xmission.com, and we, you might just hear an episode about your request. Thank you so much. Have a fantastic weekend. Happy Easter to every single person listening, and I will talk with you Monday. Thank you so much.